We're counting down, of course, to uh, the the start of the festive season has sort of begun, but not in full swing. It's kind of ramping up, and I think by the uh, this long weekend coming up, uh, we should see it in full swing. I think by the sixteenth, that is when we uh, crack open the bottle of champagne and say. The festive season has officially begun. Uh, but how do you survive it, especially if you have particular goals um, around your weight, around the way you eat? Uh, how do you stay on track during uh, this festive time when it's easy to just throw caution to the wind because there's just so much temptation uh, around? So we've invited integrative dietitian Mpotsuguru. She's an author and a, a previous uh, longstanding guest on the show uh, to talk to us about tips and hacks uh, to make sure that we enjoy without overindulging. And if you have any advice or you have a particular struggle whenever the festive season rolls around, we'll take your calls on 11 uh, I always struggle with uh, seconds. And then after that, you kind of just are too full, you can't do anything, then sometimes you have these digestive problems if you overeat, especially things that you might not be eating um, uh, across the year, but you then indulge quite suddenly, shock the system over the festive season, there's a price to pay. And Paul, good afternoon, great to chat to you again. Good afternoon, Azania. Thank you for having me. I know you. Uh, we had talked about you being in studio, but you've been affected by this weather. How's the flooding on your side in Hartis? It's it's much better. The floodgates for the dam were opened about two hours ago, so the, we still can't get out of the estate, but um, it's going to get better in a few hours. Yes, yes. Uh, and we're seeing w- when the rain abates, you know, the situation improves uh, slightly, but we have to be quite cautious, especially with what we're seeing in the city of Tswane. So let's talk about the festive season in its very nature, just even in the name. It means that we will be feasting, <laughs> you know, uh, and feasting comes with overindulgence. Yes, it does. You already see in the stores that ham is is it's been stocked and Christmas cakes have already been oh. in the shelves for a few weeks. So a lot of people are stocking up. Yeah. So precisely. it's going to be a different season. Yes. No, we're strapping up and getting ready Mpo, to, to do all the wrong things that come with the festive season. <laughs> <laughs> so um, if let, let's look at certain areas. Exercise mm-hmm. is one thing that is not a feature. Sometimes you go to gym during the December period and it is quiet. You no longer have to wait to use the treadmill. Mm. How do we make sure we stay on track, especially with our physical goals? I think that's actually a good time, especially when the gym is not full, to take advantage of, of exercise that the, there is no waiting for the treadmill. But also <laughs> we live in a beautiful sunny country that hiking and running um, park runs, you can actually do them, especially when you're on leave. Mm-hmm. So yes. this is this is the time to not make your, your exercise routine fall by the wayside. Yes, and especially if you have children, that they to move them from the TV and the screens, get yeah. them outside and play soccer and do a lot of outdoor activities. Yeah, I was listening to Sadhguru saying, you know what, don't take them to the movies where they'll be consuming yes. all these different challenges of society, but take them to go sit by a river, go for a walk and be outdoors. That way they're breathing in fresh air and taking in uh, the beauty of nature. Uh, so I think you're right on that one. Um, mm-hmm. As someone who doesn't drink alcohol, this mm-hmm. there's alcohol all over uh, around the festive season. You also want to have a so-called, quote-unquote, adult drink. 
And it's then easy to also take in non-alcoholic but yet sugary drinks at this time. Um, so what is your guide around what we drink so that we don't overindulge and get off and fall off the wagon? Most people actually say that they don't drink during the year, but they will drink on Christmas Day or on New Year's Eve because everybody is drinking. So I always advise that um, if you're drinking alcohol, choose alcohol with lower calories. So things like wine, uh, brandy, um, and gin and all the other spirits are lower in calories, Mm -hmm. but then are higher in alcohol. Because if you're going for cocktails and going for ciders, the alcohol level may be lower, but the sugar level is high. Right. And now also with wine, it's not looked down upon if you spritz your wine. So if you mix half your wine with sparkling water, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it still taste good. So it lowers the alcohol consumption and drink it very slowly and always ask for water between your drinks. Right. Okay. So that's how we can manage our intake. Uh, there's yeah. lots of food. There is plenty of food uh, around this time of year. We were focusing on food waste merely because we cater so much over the festive season. Uh, And because there's so much, we tend to go back for seconds and thirds. What are your guidelines around overeating? Worth going for seconds, especially when you are when you are in a happy mood. You you are with family and friends that you haven't seen in a while. You don't actually pay attention because everybody's eating, and you may be eating more portions that you are used to. So yeah. I always say that it takes about twenty minutes for your brain to register that you are full. So wait a little bit, um, have a conversation, have a glass of water, and just um, suss out if you are indeed hungry. And most of the time, you're not very hungry. Mm -hmm. It's just that the food is around you. So wait a little bit. And remember, there's going to be dessert, there's going to be a cheese board, there's going to be wine. You know, food is going to be, lunch is probably going to start around one o'clock and you'll end up at six. So slow down. Yeah, (laughs) That's so true. So 20 minutes, you say take 20 minutes before you decide. It takes about 20 minutes. Okay, for us to register that we in fact uh, are full. Mm -hmm. That's a handy one. And but where do you you stand? Should we drink something before we eat? Is it advisable? And is is there any harm in having say a glass of water or drink before uh, eating? And is it advisable to drink something while you eat? And uh, or should it be at the end of a meal? And how much time should have gone by before you have it at the end of a meal? What are the rules around drinking and a meal? It depends on, on how good your digestion is. Mm-hmm. For people who, who, do not, who tend to overeat, it's easier to say to them, drink a glass of water so that it, it occupies a space in the stomach so you can fill it up with food. Yeah. But for some people with digestive disorders, by drinking water with the meals, it then means that they are diluting their digestive enzymes. So they're not going to be able to digest the food and they may end up with bloating. So it's about knowing what your body can tolerate. Mm. And for some people, especially with, with um, heartburn, that the, the more full your stomach is, the more likely that the food will will um, want to come up the opposite way, like through the uh, lower esophageal sphincter into the, the esophagus and then cause heartburn. So it mm-hmm. depends on your tolerance. 
but it's also very important to be hydrated, firstly because it's hot, and most people tend to confuse the feeling of hunger and thirst. Mm. So drink water throughout the day. So that amount of water that you're supposed to be drinking for your body weight is throughout the day. It's not I wake up in the morning and I drink two liters and I'm done. So the hydration needs to continue throughout. So you need to understand how your body reacts. Um, with a lot of fluid, with with food. Some people are fine and some people then will have indigestion. Mm, and from what you've said, I'm trying to distinguish whether I can tell whether it's thirst or hunger. Um, and already I, I'm, I'm getting some hints of, yeah, that is thirst, that's hunger. So we must know what either one feels like and what our response should be. Yes. It's, it's, it's a good, especially for people who tend to say, I'm hungry very often. Yeah. I always say, drink a glass of water if you think you're hungry. If in 20 minutes time, you still have the same feeling, then you were hungry. But most of the time, we are thirsty and we tend to go for food. Mm, mm, instead, maybe it's it's water. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, if we are going to be drinking, it's often said, don't party or take alcohol on an empty stomach. Do you also subscribe to that? Yes. Um, alcohol is seen as a toxin. So immediately when it enters the body, the, the body wants to uh, quickly process it mm. and then get rid of it. So if you have um, your alcohol with a meal, say not peanuts, but um, a full meal, like a piece of rice with cabbage and a piece of meat, that meal, meat has, a meal has a protein and fat and carbohydrates. So they will slow down the processing of alcohol. Right. So, so that it's not quickly processed, then mm-hmm. that's what actually leads to more of a hangover. Right. So okay. if you're going to have to eat a hearty breakfast, um, then when you get there, do make sure that you have eaten mm-hmm. instead before even going to alcohol. And exposing your body to what you call a toxin. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. Then let, let's talk. Someone's asking about alcohol-free because we, we've yeah. been touching on alcohol on and off. And oh, they yeah. want to know, does your uh, dietitian ad- recommend alcohol trying alcohol-free drinks? Yes, there are quite a lot of alcohol-free drinks because a lot of more people are realizing that they don't want to drink alcohol mm-hmm. maybe because it does not agree with their body or for health reasons. So you will find beer that is um, alcohol-free, but the calories are still the same. You also oh. find... Uh, alcohol uh, wine that is de-alcoholized there's a there's a few brands mm. that um it's proper wine um so but they they for some with some chemical uh, processes have removed the wine it no, does the still alcohol. taste like wine yeah. they have, sorry they have removed the, the alcohol oh. so it still tastes like white wine and also like red wine but then you also have which is much better than actually drinking um the apple juices because those are very high in sugar mm-hmm. that about a glass of it will give you about six to eight teaspoons of sugar so if you can look for the de-alcoholized wine mm. instead of it has the same taste as, as wine but no alcohol that's so interesting we once had a debate about whether people drink for the taste or for the feeling so <laughs> <laughs> if you like the taste of wine but you don't like the the, the hangover then there's alcohol free yeah. wine the first i hear of it i just wonder about that um and then portions you know, we often think about having seconds and thirds and so on, but a portion, this I think should be something we uh, consider right through the year. How big 
Mm-hmm. Should what, what are the portions we should be having? Like, let's think about maybe uh, uh, using examples that we can visualize. Um, a portion of a carbohydrate is usually your clenched fist. Mm. Um, then there's carbohydrates, remember, is the rice, the sorghum, um, and the pasta, but it also includes all those vegetables that you can mash. So potatoes, garden peas, beetroot, all the squash family and sweet potatoes are considered a carbohydrate. Yeah. Then your vegetable is everything that when you cook will shrink. So the broccoli, cauliflower, morojo, the cucumber, the lettuce, and the tomatoes are vegetables. So those need to be the biggest portion of your plate. They don't mm-hmm. taste nice. They <laughs> have a lot of antioxidants and vitamins. It's like medicine if it works. Like, you know, it, it's always better. So those are the better parts. Your meat portion, whether you are benting or you're doing the normal standardized diet or you're doing the paleo diet, yeah. your meat portion has to be as big as the palm of your hand. Not the whole hand, the whole side of the hand without the fingers. As in the thickness? The thick, the, 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 the portion of the meat. Okay, the size of the palm. The palm, palm of the hand. Ah, Okay. But this, because on Christmas and New Year's, because we're celebrating, we tend to cook more food than we usually eat. Yes. Everybody has to see your cousin comes with a salad and this one comes with that and everybody wants to be featured in, on the menu. And I always say, taste a little bit of everything, but then leave out the rice. You've been eating rice the whole year. There's nothing new about it. And leave out the, the most common starchy things like potato. And this is a special salad that you've never ever tasted. Then you can go for it. Mm. But the plate needs to be more green and more vegetables and a piece of meat. Because you're still going to have dessert. There's still going to be custard. There's going to be this pudding. And this person has a special ice cream that I brought. You want to drink your special drink also on top of that, which most of those desserts and the drinks are starches. Yeah. Yeah. No. So I would take I would take vegetables and a piece of meat, then indulge on the dessert. Okay, that's uh, that's I think that's great advice. But um, speaking of uh, 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 the portions, um, mm-hmm. so you, as you were saying, the the starch or rather the carbohydrate mm-hmm. should be the size of our fist, and then mm-hmm. the vegetables should be what also the size of our fist or double that. Double that. Okay, so two fistfuls of vegetables, yes. and then you or have. More. Or more. You can never overindulge. It doesn't hurt. <laughs> you can never overindulge. Right. So let's take a break and then we'll come back to conclude our conversation. You're welcome to ask our integrative dietitian Potsukuru questions about the festive season overindulgence. Um, and she's the author of Eat Dean, co-authored with uh, Anna Trapido. So how do you get through the festive season? So answers are you going to be eating things that you haven't been eating through the year. Is it synonymous with indigestion? Um are there particular things, specific things that are unique to you in, in, in getting through this festive season holiday? Let us know on 011-883-0702. 702. Mosaka. Lines are always open. On 011-883-0702. 26 minutes past two and someone has sent us a tweet saying, during the festive season, eat what you love and leave what you like. <laughs> so one way of uh, not overindulging is to be picky. Uh, and uh, make sure that you don't deny yourself, deny, deny your uh, indulgences, but to be picky. We've got uh, Little Honolo calling from Mdeni. Hi, Little Honolo. Hi, Azar. Hey, don't know what I'm going to say. 
Oh, in Shono. You know, December, when we, the piece of a meat is equivalent to a plate. Mm. But, I'm trying to cut down on, on, on um, meat or what? Yeah. Now, my question to us is can, would, would the same portion of fish replace the same portion of meat? Red meat. Much? Ah, yeah. Okay, so if you're having chicken, is that still a palm size? If you're having yeah, fish, is it still well, palm? Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And I told that red meat is one of, uh, you know, to contribute towards the body mass. Yes. So would, would fish be replacing the, 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 the equivalent of, of, of red meat? Okay, Mpo? Yes, it is true. Fish will be replacing your portion of meat. Oh, yeah. little honolores, that sound. No, is it the news? Oh, he's gone. Ah. Uh, clearly, um, he's, this is going to frustrate him. This portion size thing, Paul, is going to frustrate him. Yes. So you're saying it is one for one and same size? Same size. It doesn't matter when it's fish or chicken or poultry or wild meat. Mm. The best thing about fish, especially if you go for the oily fish like sardines, salmon, mackerel and tilapia, is that it's very high in omega-3, which are known to reduce um, high cholesterol and regulate blood pressure and are good for your immune system. Mm-hmm. So actually, we tend to, South Africans eat a lot of meat, that it's red meat that is also linked to cancer of the colon. So it's the best thing actually to switch up your meat with fish if you can. Right. There are a few questions. Aline Falsloris yeah. wants to know, may I ask, what about this energy drinks we drink? How many of them must I take a day? I would say zero, Ali. Never. <laughs> Never. They are very high in caffeine. Um, they're also very high in sugar and they're not good for you. So you need to eat healthy and get good sleep mm. to get your energy. And please do not do energy drinks. Sitiro says, and she was a, a fan of your series, by the way, that we did here on the show. She says, I haven't been having sugar for a while. And when I finally did, I found it to be so violent on the palate. So I know what I'm not having these big days. Good luck with that, Sitiro, because staying disciplined when they're all these beautiful treats uh, uh, can tend to be very difficult, can be challenging. Uh, another one says, I tend to eat cucumber and boiled eggs at night. Is that a healthy habit? That is fine. It's, you eat what your body is feeling. So part of the intuitive um, eating is trying to listen to your body. If right. you wake up in the morning and you feel like eggs, eat eggs. If for dinner today you're thinking, let me eat a smoothie or let me have oats for dinner, that's what your body needs. So about being aware, like the, the previous um, person was saying, mm. eat what you love, not mm. what you like, what your body needs, as long as it's healthy and know when you are full. So there are no rules. We need to also remember that this notion of breakfast cereal came after industrialization when our mother started to work. We didn't have the breakfast like it is marketed to us right now. Yeah. Breakfast was food. Right, yes. Yes, uh, yes. Yeah, but that some people who prefer full meal for breakfast, mm. it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, we've had those conversations before and it yes. was interesting, very revealing to see how we've been conditioned to perceive certain things a, a, a particular way, especially around breakfast, as you say. But just a quick one, Mpo, digestive enzymes during this time, should we pack them and take them everywhere with us? Just out of that concern that we're likely to eat things that we haven't been eating and your system is going to be, hey, it's going to be in shock. 
Digestive enzymes do work, especially for people with gut issues. Mm -hmm. So especially if you go to a function and you can't get hold of somebody who cooked because there's 500 of us, it does help. But it's also being aware and learning to choose foods that will go well with your body because it doesn't help you much to always rely on digestive enzymes and not learning to choose your food wisely. Right. Okay. All right. So do the right thing first before turning to AIDS like that. Uh, Mpo, thank you so much and have a fantastic festive season. All the best out there in Hartis. Thank you so much, Adanya. Have a good one. That's Mpo Tsukudu. She's an integrative uh, dietitian and the author of Eat Ding, along with uh, Anna Trapido. And then Funi Okufuni says, uh, what is the difference health-wise between seed oil and oils like olive oil? I'm going to refer you back to a podcast that we did on oils, exclusively on oils. And it's on um, 702.co.za on my show page. Uh, we did a, a, a series with Mpo called Live Well. And she explained the value of these oils, how they behave, in fact, and when to use which. And you'll get that explanation there. Oils are a hot topic, in fact, at the moment.